David Essel in the box with you right now and every Saturday from 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard to our 12 million XM satellite radio subscribers here on 168, as well as to the millions more around the world via the streaming website at talkdavid.com. Celebrating 21 years in talk radio and broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network and also proud of the fact that you've chosen to take a little bit of time out of your day to get a jolt of inspiration as we do for three hours every Saturday. Coming up in a couple minutes, we have uh, author Larissa Didio of the book Sneaky Fitness, How to Slip Exercise into Your Kids Every Day. We're going to be talking to Larissa in a few minutes about this whole childhood obesity, childhood overweightness, if there's such a word. (laughs) What are the real causes? What are the real solutions? Now, I, I harp on this as often as I can. Gang, it's not genetics. We have a nation and and an adulthood filled with overweight and obese individuals, and it ain't genetics. I'm going to tell you that right off the top. But Larissa does know what some of the factors are. We're going to get to her shortly. If you want to email us during the show, just go to talkdavid.com, hit the Contact Us button, email us. Uh, Like us on Facebook. Our David Essel page on Facebook filled up, so we opened up our David Essel Alive page. Go there and like us. Twitter, David Essel. And, uh, oh, my Lord, you can call us, of course, one 800 I'm laughing because it's like, my God, we go through a list of all these different ways to contact us, right? And then, oh, yeah, there's also the phone. There's still a thing called the phone, 1-800-548-8255. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions uh, during the show, 1-800-548-8255. Coming up a little later on, we've got Dr. Terry Gordon, author of the book, No, no Storm Lasts Forever, how to transform suffering into insight. We'll also be taking your calls on the whole Lance Armstrong deal uh, that went down this week. Sad, sad day in sports. We'll find out what you think in regards to him, the foundation. Is it going to falter, fumble, stop now? We'll, we'll talk more about that. And also, as a gift to all of our listeners, we have a slew of things to help you to inspire yourself to move ahead in life. If you want to decrease stress, I'm going to tell you how to get these free gifts. Number one, we have a free meditation audio to calm your mind, to de-stress. We have a free manifestation audio, the three keys to manifestation, how to create what you want in life. It's an audio for free. We have a five-week life coach e-course, Secrets of the Master's Program, absolutely free. All these things are free. Just go to talkdavid.com. Look for our weekly wake-up sign-in box. Opt-in. You'll get one email a week with all the guests that we have on the show. And on top of that, you'll get all these gifts. Just go to talkdavid.com, sign up underneath the weekly wake-up e-list, and bingo. Your life will automatically be transformed, and there's a damn good chance you're going to win the lottery in about 30 days. (laughs) Just saying. 1-800-548-TALK. Okay, so why are kids struggling with weight what are the real causes what are the solutions larissa didio author of the book sneaky fitness how to slip exercise into your everyday into your kids every day she's been the uh, contributing editor for health contributing editor for parenting magazine uh, and the fitness expert for self fitness and women's health magazines larissa welcome to the show 
Thank you. It is so nice to hear you and be with you. And and I know that you're all the way in Los Angeles and I'm in New York, but it seems like we're talking to each other right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Now, now, you know what? You have a great passion for fitness yourself, don't you? Incredible. Incredible, unsatiable uh, zest. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And what's what's your what's your daily workout program like? What's your workly workout workout program like? Well, I I I mean I have two kids so they keep me fit enough. <laughs> I have a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old, so they're sneaky fitness in in a family really. But um right. I I'm quite active. I love to run. I run four miles whenever I can. But I see a lot of clients a day. In New York City, they're oftentimes back-to-back. I'll train between 12 and 13 people a day. And Are you I'm serious? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. On, on really, when it, September rolls around, I feel like August is sort of my calm time. Right now, everybody's yeah. in the Hamptons. Everybody's camping. And I almost, the first couple of weeks, I start freaking out I'm not working. And now I start freaking out that, oh, my God, it's the calm before the <laughs> storm. Come September, everybody's overweight from, from not working out for six weeks, and I'm not going to be able to work out for six months because I'm working everybody else out. <laughs> and how long so, have you been a trainer for? How long have you been training people? I have been, I started training people when I was 16, long, long time ago. I told, I, I told my mother actually that I was interested in changing people's lives um, in the health profession. So she sent me to um, pre-medical school. <laughs> so you're interested in, in changing people's health and you're going to be a, 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 a doctor. <laughs> so I actually, I, I personal trained people and taught aerobics in order to put myself through college and where I majored in anthropology and chemistry and did a pre-med curriculum. And after I was about to take the MCATs, and I decided that I loved what I was doing. I had a thriving business. I, I absolutely loved uh, working with people every single day and different people every single day and moving from house to house from different jobs. The great thing about the fitness industry is that there are so many different ways that you can work and you can express yourself, whether it's training people or it's uh, it's uh, writing articles or contributing or developing new programs or new products. There's just, I mean, it never gets boring, quite honestly. It's really quite right. fun, and it never gets boring working with people, as you know, and talking to people. Oh, it's absolutely awesome. It is the most stunning job I could ever imagine having. You know, it's and to be able to learn so much from other people's opinions, their experiences, their knowledge, Larissa, it's uh, it's a gift. It's an absolute I gift. I agree and I hear you and and you have to and honestly it has to be a gift uh, to it's a gift to get it and to learn from people, but you have to have the gift of being able to love it and being good at it. And I think that my anthropology degree really helped me understand people's habits and understand people, but I mean I I went into it for a reason because I loved people just like you're just like you. I mean, I hear you speaking and it's, it's, you're so dynamic and people just flock to you because you're dynamic and, and phenomenal with working with people. And I think that that's really what's made me so successful in my area. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. <laughs> hey, I was giggling hey, because I, I heard you say about who calls anymore, and I don't even think I remember my home number. <laughs> right. It is I don't funny. Know my you home know? number is. <laughs> yeah, it's so, oh, my Lord, it is. It's hilarious. You know, everyone is so used to texting, tweeting, uh, you know, Facebooking, blah, 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 hootsweeting, you right. name it. You know, it's it's wild. And then all of a sudden, oh, right, I could actually call the show. Right? That's a f- <laughs> Hey, hey, Someone let's let me, let me jump in. I on my machine the other day, and I said, why would you do that? I don't check that. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's so archaic. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> hey, hey, l- let me ask you this question. What are the top reasons that we are seeing such a, a dramatic increase in kids being overweight and obese these days? Is there like two or three or four points, Larissa, that you could say, okay, bingo, here they are? There are many, and I don't know if um, maybe we can just uh, um, educate your listeners a little bit about the percentages of how many kids are, in fact, overweight. So uh, right now, there are between 25 and 30 percent of kids overweight in the U.S., and it's heading, they, experts uh, feel that by the year 2025, 50% 50% of kids in the U.S. will be overweight or wow. obese. That's 50%. Wow. And, and they're, seeing, they're seeing adult onset diseases like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, that were unheard of in 14- and 15-year-olds. It's ridiculous. Two mm. years ago, the first toddler, three years old, died of cardiovascular disease in London. It's just preposterous. Wow. Wow. So the main so, re- I mean there are there are a bunch of reasons and just like yeah. you said before I have yes genetics has a has a uh a um a part to play in it nature versus nurture but I've yet to see a child seriously obese because he lives on on vegetables and exercise honestly. And thank you Larissa. Well, you know a, a couple weeks ago uh, we 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 got you know we continue to always receive questions from our listeners about weight loss and these pills and these potions and these teas and all this other kind of uh, of ridiculous things that you know i mean they could play a little bit of a role but really it's about a lifestyle change so so i went and did some research in university of florida study very well documented study about genetics and and obesity in their study larissa and now this was adults but they found that only six percent of obese or severely overweight people had any genetic link whatsoever i am not surprised yeah six percent Right. There's so, a study, I, I can't remember the exact percentage, but if one of your parents is obese, there, I, I think the number is, now don't quote me on this, but it's close to 30, your, your child has a 30% chance of being obese, not because of genetics, because of nurturing. Now, if thank you. both parents are obese, the number jumps to close to 80%. So if mm. both of your parents are obese, you have an 80% chance of being obese yourself because of their habits. Right. And if, and that, is not, if that is not uh, reason enough as a parent, as an overweight parent, knowing how you, you suffer being overweight to, to change your habits for your children, I don't know what else is. Right. And you said something that I want to repeat for our listeners because it's so important. We talk about environment, right? Mm-hmm. We we talk about the habits we see mom and dad. We look at, you know, the emotional overeating. We look at the joy that we find around food. The, the and, and the, the I'll, I'll even say the exaggerated joy, you know, that we found the, the reasons to celebrate to eat. When we're sad, we eat. When we're bored, we eat. It's like any other addiction in the world, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and 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 it's that's also a, a product of nurturing. Um, my family, they, I, I, the reason why I got into physical fitness was because both of my parents loved food and they were overweight, and I thought I, I can't be like this. I, I need to be uh, healthier and more in shape. And but they really, everything was around the table. Every meal, every mm. emotion. If we were excited, we went out for ice cream. If we were upset, if I broke up with a boyfriend, we went out for ice cream instead of you know calmly watching a TV, you know, offering some support. No, ice cream was the support. So that really, you're absolutely right. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Larissa, I'm going to ask you to hang there. We're going to go to some important messages. We're going to come back. We're talking with Larissa Didio. The name of the book, Sneaky Fitness, which we'll get into how we can actually add more exercise, more activity, more movement for our kids to decrease this incredible 25 to 30 percent, as she just quoted, overweight kids in America shooting up to 50 percent by 2025 yet. You're listening to America's Positive Radio Talk Show, which means that doesn't have to be the case. There's something we can do about it if we start today. Right after these messages, we'll continue. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Emails during the show. TalkDavid.com. I am David Essel. Stay right there. Up to 30% of our kids are overweight right now. We're talking with uh, Larissa Didio, the author of Sneaky Fitness, How to Slip Exercise into Your Kids Every Day, also health contributing editor for Parenting Magazine, fitness expert for Self Fitness and Women's Health Magazine. Hey, Larissa, um, there's something that came up, and I don't know where it is, but it's New York City, it's Bloomberg, and it's soda. Mm Mm-hmm. What's the deal? What's going on with limiting the size of soda, number one? Number two, is that what's needed? Uh, absolutely. I'm a huge advocate for – I'm not a huge advocate for government intervention. I don't think that a government should be telling you what you need to do and what you shouldn't be doing. But in this case, I think that we really absolutely need help. This is not, this is not a problem. The, uh, 30% to 50% of our kids being obese is not a problem. This is, this is an emergency situation. Right. Type 2 diabetes, which is mainly associated with being overweight and exercise, costs U.S. healthcare companies $96 billion a year. Oh, it my costs, God. The obesity costs New York City alone $25 billion a year. This is, this is complete, and this is an epidemic. This is a problem or uh, an emergency situation that's completely correctable through proper eating and proper and, and exercise. So what's happening is these companies, these, these companies, the Pepsi, uh, Orange, Sunkiss, whatever, Seltzer, All Polar, Poland Spring, uh, Nestle, they have major, major marketing campaigns. They spend huge billions of dollars on their marketing campaigns to get your child to drink more. They, they coerce you to do it. It's, it's subliminal. You don't realize what they're doing, but they do. They make it cool to drink more. They want you to consume more of their products. So really, what the government is really doing is they're not trying to limit you they're trying to protect you from these companies so what they're what bloomberg is proposing is that the sale he's against the sale of any size any drink over the uh, over the size of 16 ounces now he's not saying right. that you can't go back and get a second 16 ounce cup you're just not going to he's not going to sell anything over than 16 ounces because so, hey, who, and wait larissa isn't it isn't it true i think that they're they even sell in some of these stores like 72 ounces 72 of ounces. soda Who's drinking 
72 ounces. (laughs) And anyone who has a problem with not being able to drink more than 16 ounces really then in fact has a problem. So there's a direct correlation between drinking the amount of soda and sugared beverages that you drink and obesity. So what he's saying is let me help you. You don't get it. They're really trying to coerce you to drink this. So let me help you. So if I limit the size that you can drink, you're going to, you may go back for a second one, but the chances are you're not. You don't realize, you, you, you don't realize that you're drinking more. There's a great book co- called Mindless Eating, a phenomenal book. Mm-hmm. And it shows how when you have a bigger, he's this gentleman, did, he's a chemist who did a ton of studies on overeating, how the more that you have, the, the bigger the serving size, the more you eat. Your belly just doesn't know when it's full. It doesn't know to eat the proper serving size. Sure. You have to tell it. So if you sure. give yourself a 16-ounce cup, you're going to drink that 16 ounces. If you had an 8-ounce cup, you would drink that 8 ounces and think it was 16 ounces and not think twice. Mindless eating is, a, is, is phenomenal, and mm. it's a phenomenal mm. uh, study. So I think that Bloomberg is right on track with that, and I yeah. think that anyone like who's it. going to miss it really has, has an issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. Well, you know, the, the addiction to food, to sugar, to caffeine, to white flour, you name it. Listen, we've got two minutes left, Larissa. Quickly, what can we do to get our kids more active? Well, I mean, there are a great amount of things. The number one thing that you can do is um, shut off the TV after dinner and um, go out and go walking and do a family walk. I'm so uh, – uh, studies have shown that after dinner walks lower blood sugar like no other time of the day. So, and, and really technology has caused our children, children to be much more sedentary than they were before. Studies show that tween kids – spend up to seven hours a day on the computer, texting, tweeting, whatever they are, up to seven hours a day in front of the TV. That, if you just shut the TV off, toddlers are spending up to three hours a day in front of the TV. Just imagine, if you spend 25, you expend 25 calories an hour sitting and watching TV. That's nothing. That's To walk, if you're walking the slowest that you can walk in one hour, you burn up to 200 calories. Think about that. If you just shut the TV off, your kids will find something to do. So the best thing to do, honestly, is to shut the TV off and and take a walk as a family or just shut the TV off and have them do other things. Limit it. The best thing to do is to grab a timer and limit it to one hour a day. I love that. Tell television one hour a day or they can do push-ups for 60 minutes there's, <laughs> I was a, there's something that i call and if when they're watching that when they're watching tv i i have something called commercial boot camp where they see how many push-ups <laughs> they can do in one commercial or how many sit-ups that they can do in one commercial or how many squats they can do i just I love wanted to it. add another thing that uh, it's really important as far as fitness is concerned is the amount of sleep that your child gets our cat our kids because they're on tv they're watching tv longer and tweeting and texting their friends even longer they're up to midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and they're right. not getting enough sleep. So anything under than seven, under seven hours a day of sleep, your cortisol levels rise, which cause you to gain weight. So if your child is not getting enough sleep, he's gaining weight because of cortisol levels, but he's also not motivated because he's tired. So he'll right. not be motivated to work out or do anything extra or anything fitness related because he's tired. Larissa, you so rock. The name of the book is Sneaky Fitness, LarissaDidio.com, LarissaDidio.com, LarissaDidio.com. Larissa, it's been so fun to have you on. I'm going to get you back, girl. It was thrilling. I loved meeting you. Thank you. I love your energy. Oh, thanks, babe. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay, great. Have a good night. Okay, bye-bye. 1-800-548-TALK. Lance Armstrong. 
Are we overreacting? I'm David Essel. Stay there. <laughs> it's Mr. 305 checking in for the remix. You know, they had a 75 Street Brazil. Well, this year's going to be called Cayocho. Que hola, Cata. Que hola, Omega. And this is how we're going to do it. Dale. One, two, three, four. Uno, dos, tres. I know Cuatro. you want me. Every Saturday from 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, you can tune in right here to David Essel Live, America's positive radio talk show. And we do appreciate your energy, your time, and your calls. We're going to open up the phone lines and take your calls on this uh, uh, this tragedy with the whole Lance Armstrong uh, debacle. 1-800-548-8255. Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. As I read all week long about what has happened to the uh, the American, uh, the amazing, I should say, American cycling phenomena, the question is, in your eyes, is he still an American hero? When you hear the name Lance Armstrong, do you still look at him as being someone who has uh, marveled the world with his athletic prowess or because of the fact that he chose to not fight the claims that he uh, did dope during his career, that has he lost respect in your eyes? 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Do you think that he should be stripped of his cycling medals and prohibited from participating in all other sporting events? as what's being proposed right now, which means he, uh, as you probably well know, he was looking and had been participating in triathlons, and it looks like he may not be able to do that on a professional level. Are the penalties too harsh in your mind? Is this what's needed to be done to athletes who are suspected of doping in order to uh, keep the playing field equal? 1-800-548-8255. Is he still a hero in your eyes when you hear that name? Someone who's come back right from, I mean, advanced stages of cancer in various parts of his body. But now he's been uh, labeled as uh, as someone who cheated. And even though he claims that he did not ever dope to have an advantage over other cyclists, the last article that I read was that the... Uh, uh, the agency that is stripping him of his medals, USADA, has stated that they have so much information, including tests, blood tests, that prove that he did dope, and many cyclists that say he would as well. Although, you know, I have to tell you something. When we talk about competitors or even teammates, uh, if they have a bugaboo about Lance Armstrong, this would be an opportunity for them to say that they did see him, whether that's true or not. For one, I am outrageously saddened that with all the money he has, that he didn't take this to the wall if he truly is innocent. Do you agree with me there? 1-800-548-8255. Wouldn't you have loved him to just go to the wall with all the money he has and to say, you know what? I'm going to fight this because I'm innocent and money is no issue to me. I got tons of it. Let's rock and roll. Wouldn't you wish that he would have done that? I, for one, wish he would have. I would like to believe he's innocent, and I would have loved for Lance Armstrong to be able to say, let's put my cash where my mouth is, and I'm going to prove my innocence. Don't you agree with me? 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Kathy in South Carolina, you're on with David Essel. Hi, David. 
Hey, Kathy, what's your thoughts on all this stuff? Well, I, I think I mentioned that I'm kind of confused because he never tested positive for any steroids other than when he was going through some chemotherapy with um, um, testicular cancer. And the fact that I think it, this has been a grueling process for him, um, and he's just worn out and just tired of fighting. Um, I, he's still a hero in my eyes, and I, yeah. I, I still wish he could be able to compete um, because he is a true great athlete. Yeah, he is an athlete. So, so even and, and let's even say that this, you know, in a way, there's an admission of guilt here. I, I hate to say this, but. But I really believe in some way there's an admission of guilt, even though I love Lance Armstrong, because he has the resources, I do believe, in order to fight this claim if it's not true. But but you're saying that regardless of what's gone on, that he, your opinion of him has not changed at all, Kathy? No, it has not. Yeah. What that a one, battler this guy is, though, with all the cancer. I mean, he overcame testicular cancer. Then I think it went into his brain and into his lungs, right? From, yeah, from what I know, there was a good article. I, I don't believe I can't remember the name of the magazine. It might have been Gents Quarterly or Sports Athlete, but it was a like a three-page article, an interview with him, um, talking about you know his fight through all of this, and that at one point that there there were going to be no charges against him, and then like a month or two later, everything kind of you know crept back up again. So I think a lot of um, there's still a lot of speculation out there that I don't even know really that they know what the truth is. I know. So. Well, you know, the, the, the last article I read said that um, uh, there was a legal analyst speaking that said that, there, that, they, that they believe that the agency did have proof that they were bringing to the table as well as documentation from many of the other riders, including some of his teammates, that he did dope. And that's the reason that he chose not to move forward was because there was too much proof against him, which, of course, is the exact opposite of what Lance has been saying. Correct. Yeah. You know, but it's 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 sad. It's sad. sad saddens me because um, not only do I respect the hell out of him as an athlete, but as a person that not only overcame cancer, but then has made such a huge impact with his foundation in the battle against cancer. And I, I will still support his foundation as long as it's still up and running. Yeah. Do you think that, that you know, this, and again, it's almost like, you know, we're admitting by dropping out of the race, we're admitting there's some kind of admission being done here in some form whatsoever. Do you think, Kathy, around the country, that that will have an overall effect on people thinking twice before they donate to an organization where the, the head of it has been accused of cheating? I'm sure it will have an effect. Um, I'm just still sure. I, I feel the jury's still out on whether he is guilty as as proven. You know, that, as, again, as charged. there's a lot of yeah. There's still there's a lot of evidence out there, but that that he's backing down from a fight. I don't think he backed down from a fight. Um, if he if he thought he could win, I, I guess that's kind of where you're coming from. Or is he just backing down because it's just he thinks it's ridiculous that there's that, that there's not enough proof. Right, right, and that and that's it's a very valid point, Kathy. Thank you so much for the call. You're welcome, David. Have a good day.
Okay, you too. Bye-bye. 1-800-548-8255. Do you think that, yeah, and then Kathy brings up something interesting. Do you think that Lance Armstrong has stopped the fight because he's just exhausted? Like, you could imagine getting into a situation where you go, oh, my God, I've got to go through this again. This is so ridiculous. I'm innocent. I'm just not going to do it, right? That would be one side of the equation of why someone like Lance Armstrong would choose not to battle to clean his name up once and for all. And then on the other side is it is could it be that you know he knows that the that the battle's going to be protracted and that they might have evidence that would not be in his favor. 1-800-548-8255. It's a fascinating sadly fascinating event going on in our world. So does this affect your opinion of Lance Armstrong? Do you feel that because uh, he has been accused of cheating and winning all of the Tour de France's, that this has brought him down in your eyes? Has it affected your opinion of this amazing athlete at all? Has it affected your opinion of the work that he's doing in the battle against cancer with his foundation? Do you feel that his foundation will suffer greatly, or will it be a nominal amount of suffering in regards to fundraising with his foundation in the battle against cancer. Where do you stand on all of this? 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Is this something that we are just going to sort of like let go and it won't have that great of an effect? Is it something that people will forget about quickly? It'll be out of the news fast and the foundation won't be affected. How do you feel? You know, are these penalties too harsh, stripping him of all of these Tour de France's? Is it, is it too harsh to be accused of cheating and not really have been proven yet, but being stripped of all of your medals? Is that too harsh of a penalty that we're seeing put upon Lance Armstrong? Or do you feel, because of the fact that he's not battling the charges anymore, that it might be an admission of guilt, and he should be stripped. What are your thoughts on this? You know? I, I have so much respect for what this man has done. I believe 100% in his foundation. I, for one, so wish that he would have gone to the plate with his innocence and cleared his name once and for all. I so I don't know. Do you agree with that? Do you wish that he would have like finally just said, "You know what? I'm going for the home run here. I'll take my cash, I'll put my cash where my beliefs are, and I'm going to battle this and I'm going to win and I'm going to be cleared once and for all." Do you feel that that like I do? Do you agree with me that you so wish that he could have done this one last move to clear himself? 800 Five four eight eight two five five. I I have I again I like this guy so much as an athlete and as a person. I so wish that he would have just said, you know what, let's go for it, man. You're claiming I've cheated. I'm claiming I didn't. I have proof that I didn't, and I'm gonna back it up with cash. Let's rock and roll. Don't you wish? Seriously, with all that's on the line. With this outrageous athlete and this humanitarian, don't you wish that he would have just said, let's go, I'm ready? Or do you feel in his mind, if you were in his shoes, that you would do the same thing? You'd say, you know what, screw it. These guys are going to hound dog me to the end of time. 
no matter what I do, they're going to be trying to find something wrong. They'll be bringing people in who are going to lie just because they don't like me. I'm not going to ever be able to clear this up. I'm just walking away. I'm just going to walk away. I'm not screwing around with this anymore. I'm exhausted, as Kathy said, from South Carolina. I'm exhausted with this whole experience. It isn't worth my time and money to prove it. Or do you think he might be running from the truth? Maybe he knows that he could get caught. But don't you just so wish that he would stand in and battle it if he is innocent and he has the money? Don't you so wish he would stand in and battle and say once and for all, I'm going to clear my name and I'm going to keep all of those damn Tour de France's that I won. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Let's go to James in Michigan. You're on with David Essel. How you doing? Hey, James, what's your thoughts on all this? Well, I'm kind of confused. He's been tested probably more than any cyclist out there, and every test has been negative, as far as I know. To me, that speaks for itself. Um, He's been tested. What else... You know, can they have on the guy? But um, he, to me, I think he's a hero. I, I think uh, what he's done is quite phenomenal. No one will be able to uh, repeat that. I would be disappointed if the facts came out that uh, he did cheat. Um, but all the results that I've heard always come back negative. I, I just, yeah. I think he's a classy guy, man. I, you know. I agree with you, James, but don't you wish that he would battle this? If he is that innocent, and I believe he has the cash to do whatever he wants to do in life, don't you wish that he would just battle this to clear his name once and for all? Yeah, some part of me is saying, yeah, you know, because he's a competitor, you know. Um, he obviously is to beat cancer, but, you know, he's been tested so many times. Isn't that enough? Now, the general right. population, you know, Probably are going to say, um, since he's kind of given up, that that's an admission of guilt. Um, I think he's just tired, man. I just, you know, it's, he says it's taken its toll on his relationships. Um, right. You know, right. when it boils down to it, you're responsible for yourself. And, and, and if it doesn't make you happy continuing to do it, maybe you do throw in the towel. I know yeah. I want it, but. You know, but I've never been scrutinized like that. So I know, that's just how well, I and feel. there's there's no doubt he's been put through the ring already. James, thank you so much for your call. Thank you. We're gonna uh, for all everyone on hold, hang in there. Everyone on the calls, hang in there. We got to go to a quick break. We're gonna come back. David Essel in the box with you. You're tuned into David Essel Alive. One eight hundred five four eight talk. One eight hundred five four eight talk. America's positive radio talk show every Saturday, six to nine Eastern, three to six Pacific. TalkDavid.com is our website. TalkDavid.com. Hang in there. We'll get to you. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Rocking the 
across the USA every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard. David Essel in the box with you. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Let's go to Yuri in New York talking about Lance Armstrong. You're on with David Essel, Yuri. Hi, David. Um, I appreciate you. I, I like your show. Thank you. Um, so uh, uh, my opinion is I, I'm formerly from Russia. I was an asset over there. I know old uh, Soviet Union era where <clears throat> basically yeah. all members of uh, national teams were uh, under pressure. If you don't take a drug, you're not in, in the team. Right. Were in old uh, Soviet Union, a lot of writings about that, and uh, actually athletes under the pressure, and they have a choice, take you or not take you in the team. Uh, and... Um, uh, it damaged uh, athletes, uh, you know, all, uh, many, 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 many athletes, you know, health, um, mm-hmm. blood clotting, and other stuff. And I agree, it's it's very bad, very bad for, for people. Now, in this case, I, the only I don't understand the Lance Armstrong case, why someone like U.S. ADA accusing him and, uh, <clears throat> you know, in something... They don't have any evidence, or if they well, have, Yuri, they don't. you know what this this is the interesting thing, and and I, I mentioned this earlier uh, this yeah. week, and I don't I don't have the article in front of me, but there was an analyst, a legal analyst that wrote that was saying that the USADA actually does believe that they do have tests that show he t- tested tested positive that Lance hasn't talked about, as well as multiple. Uh, subpoenaed comments from teammates and competitors saying that they saw him doping in pre- preparation for these events. So, so one of the the concerns that, of course, a lot of people have is is that did he stop defending himself and protecting himself, and did he drop out of this legal battle because he knows they have evidence that he didn't want to have to face? So why don't they? just show it up in the beginning because he ran out of money. I mean, like, I understand they accuse him uh, again. Uh, that's my most concern. Where is the um, presumption of innocence? That's what I'm talking well, about. Well, yes. And, and I agree with you, Yuri. And as a matter of fact, up until this week, of course, no one had said that there was any kind of evidence that was real evidence that he had cheated. And then supposedly now they have it. They claim to have it. But uh, we may never know, Yuri. We may never know. But I want to I want to thank you so much for your call. And maybe in the future we'll find out. Maybe something will happen and Lance will come back into the battle. I so I so wish he will. Let's go from Yuri to Norm. You're on with David Essel. How you doing, David? Hey, Norm. Good. What's your? We we have exactly two minutes, bro. What What's your thoughts on this? We Were you hoping that Lance would battle to the end, or or do you think he just gave up because he's exhausted? Well, I don't know why he gave up, but with all he has done, you know, I think the guy deserves the medals. And I don't care how many drugs he's taken, that's still not going to get him through all of that. I don't. Right. Believe. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I will. I will tell you this. I agree with that, Norm. You know, and it even when it even comes to like you know, we talk about the steroids with Barry Bonds and and Mark McGuire and all that kind of stuff. You know, like those steroids do do nothing for eye hand coordination of hitting 
a baseball that's coming at you 98 miles an hour out of a park? <laughs> uh, I don't believe so. I have no idea, but I, I don't believe he be, should be stripped of everything. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I and you know what? One of the thoughts that came in my head that you just, as a matter of fact, with your comment just spurred within me, is that you know I could see if they had actual proof and they say, listen, you know, we have proof that you did this. Not, we're not going to strip your medals from the past, but we are going to prohibit you from being involved again in this activity because we do believe that you've cheated in the past. Well, that, and, that could be understandable. Yeah. yeah, and I, I agree. That would be understandable. But I, I'm with you, you know, and, and again, we go back to this whole argument that no one has yet come up with proof that they supposedly were going to show in the trial that he is, has dropped out of. But, Norm, thank you very much for your patience on the line, for sharing your thoughts. I'll look forward to talking to you more, I'm sure. Every Saturday, we are here to help you maximize your potential in life. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's never too late to go after your dreams, to reclaim the finances, to get sober, to recreate that love relationship with your partner, or to find the love of your life. We're so glad you're with us. 1-800-548-TALK. Much more coming. I'm David Essel. Stay there.